Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gail Morgan welcoming you to the Libertarian Counterpoint's Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. You've heard their point, now listen to the counterpoint. Good afternoon and welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. Uh, my name is Jason McPhee, I'll be your host today. And, uh, before we get into the show, let me introduce you to our panel. In our upper left-hand corner, we have a special guest today. He is our invisible hand, uh, normally behind the scenes, uh, James Just. So he's uh, uh, popping out to, to help us out today in front of the camera. And uh, in our upper right-hand corner, uh, per usual, we have Leon, the word Brathwaite, last word in liberty. He is a retired engineer in the state of California. Well, it, the date is September 15th. We've stumbled about, gosh, now it's about eight months roughly since Biden's taken office. Uh, everything is just kind of going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> but out here in California, uh, we've got a recall. And so people were trying to do stuff about this in a few states. And in New York, they, they sort of threw the bum out uh, in Cuomo. Uh, in California, it's looking like that's not likely to happen. So, uh, but uh, we just voted yesterday on this, and um, so, anyways, yeah, Governor Gavin Newsom literally just a litany of reasons to consider getting rid of uh, this guy is, just, and yet, uh, you know, uh, here we are. Uh, just to recap a few of the issues, so we seem to have just these. Uh, apocalyptic fire seasons every year now where literally the skies are orange and uh, they, they cancel a lot of kids sporting events and other things outdoors uh, because the air is so unhealthy and uh, this is um, you know a, a guy who when he came into office just claimed it was all climate change but uh, there were forest management issues and he seemed to ignore a lot of those and not handle uh, his responsibilities in those areas. So there's all this fuel that's built up. Uh, there's been uh, issues where about 20 to $30 billion were lost uh, to inmates in the prisons who were able to scam the uh, unemployment system during the pandemic. Uh, he released many prisoners out onto the street during the pandemic. So, you know, more crime. Uh, essentially uh, loud riots in cities to, you know, burn down the many stores, lootings, all that kind of stuff in the name of, I guess, equity. Uh, he's uh, pushing this uh, critical race theory in the schools. So, you know, it, here we go as far as uh, uh, just, um, you know, a, a special brand of racism, I guess, is the best way to, to call mm -hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but it's it's literally just one thing. And of course, the corruption of the French laundry was, uh, you know, the, the sort of the spearhead of all this, where he was literally uh, ordering lockdowns and masks on people. And here he, you know, and, and essentially lots of businesses just going out of business because they weren't allowed to operate. And here he was dining at a very affluent restaurant. Uh, you know, I think the bar tab was five figures, I think. <laughs> and he was literally dining with lobbyists, I believe, from both PG&E and uh, uh, healthcare lobbyists as well. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's literally yeah. why he's telling everybody else this is an emergency. And he was dining. There's pictures of it. And he doesn't have a mask on in those pictures. Yeah. And, and by the way, he's not like the only one. Apparently, just um, weeks after he the scandal hit him, uh, the San Francisco mayor as well, the current one, was also had her own scandal at the French Laundry as well. <laughs> so this is, uh, you know. Uh, part of the course for lefties here in California. Um, but, you know, this whole litany of things, and apparently the the sheep in California are just 
loyal to their shepherd because they just keep on, you know, uh, taking it and, and keeping the guy around. You guys have any thoughts on this whole whole recall mess? You know, you know, Jason, one one of the you, you, you lay out a litany of things which I totally agree with. But you left out one thing, and it's the thing that's especially just rubbed me the wrong way about this man. This man shut down the public schools. Okay, he did. Kids could not get in-person instructions. Our kids were at home, wasting away for the most part. They 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 had some online stuff. You know this more than me because you have school-aged children. At the same time. This very governor, who also has school-aged children, was sending his kids to some exclusive school to get in-person instruction. If that doesn't rub all parents who have school-aged children, if they can't see through the masquerade, the crap that this man is, and we still, we still allow this man to retain his position as governor of the state, while he has so damaged our children, something is wrong in California. Something is horribly wrong. Because we have all of these problems, homelessness, high taxes. The, the major cities are going to waste. And Yeah, there's so many. I, I just can't. The, the list is too big for my no, mind. The list is too broad and too wide and too deep. For you to even list them, you probably will take the entire show to list them all. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. so, but but the point is though, but the point is though, regardless of all of these things, and just like you say, these people just slavishly vote this man and said he, he is okay for him to remain as governor. God help us. Seriously, we got problems in this state, and this man is not doing anything about it, and yet. The people of California, the voters of California, vote to retain him in this position. This is unbelievable. Well, there's a couple of things, Leon. One, it's not the voters of California. It's the voters in the Bay Area and Los Angeles there you go. who okay. do it. It's not the voters. It's not the rural voters. It's not the Northern California voters. It's the specific area voters. And they're awfully, awfully hypocritical in their votes. Because let's remember, they complain PG&E and these corporate uh, and the anti-corporate nonsense that they spout all the time, but one of his uh, one of his oh scandals was the fact that PG&E got regulatory uh, benefits out of that French laundry visit, yes. or all the other visits, and all the benefits that their union friends got from AB5 and the cleanup bill for AB5 that right. was just an absolute disaster. But. Sure. The thing is, vote blue no matter who is just as much of a cult as the Trump cult. <laughs> well, and, well, so, oh, sorry. and until we and until we can find some way to break down that that vote blue no matter who thing, it, we're going to have this problem. Right. Well, yeah. In some ways, this is even worse than the Trump cult because we're seeing the results. I mean, we're literally living through the results. And yeah. I mean, you know, Trump wasn't in office long enough for any really bad things to happen. But I mean, we're living through, you know, recall Gavin Newsom 
was mayor for quite a few years of San Francisco. Then yeah. he was lieutenant governor for quite a few years and under Jerry Brown. And then eventually he became governor. So he's no stranger. It's not like he just popped in here one day and, wow, the state's a mess. He's been involved with this mess being created. And, and you know, San Francisco, while he was governor, I mean, I, or I mean, excuse me, mayor, yeah. that's when they started having to have poop patrols out there. I mean, I, at least I believe, well, or not too long after he was mayor, if it wasn't during the time. And they literally paid people uh it, essentially it's a compensation uh total compensation for some of these employees winds up well over a hundred thousand dollars a year to pay civil servants to walk around and clean up poop because that's how that's how ridiculously nasty san francisco and some of these other cities are becoming yeah uh, it's, it's it's just horrific but uh, sorry james i didn't mean to cut you off i just i, I you know no wow. it, it's it, it's trying to figure out how do we break that cycle? How do we get past this vote blue no matter who madness? But I mean, if you look at their the campaign, it was all fear. It was fear Trump Republicans. That was their campaign slogan. It was that fear Trump Republicans. That's all they ran on. They weren't even trying to talk to anybody other than those hardcore Democrats in the in the inner cities, in the big major cities. That's it. They didn't even attempt to say, hey, what are you guys who signed the recall? What's your problems? Can let's talk to let's talk about it. No, they didn't even attempt it. Yes. It was fear Trump Republicans. Fear Trump Republicans. That's all it was because they, all they needed to do was get their hardcore Democrats, the vote blue no matter who crowd, to show up, and they win. Yeah. And because of that, they have no incentive to actually end the corruption, to hire competent people, to do anything. It's the grift game gone, gone mad. And they throw Indeed. a few dollars to the complainers to get them to shut up for a little while, to get them to vote their way, and off we go. And it's, you know, until we can figure out how to break that cycle is, is the question. I mean, I don't know how we're going to do it. We're going to have to sit down and figure that out. But some of us in the political world, we're going to have to sit down and figure out how do we actually break that? I just wonder, I mean, you know, you know, James, you're right. You know, how, how do we break that cycle? You know, um, voting do no matter who. But I just wonder how bad does things have to get here in this state before the 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 voters in general i mean you you are right about you know support for the democrats are concentrated in you know the big cities like los angeles and san francisco and maybe not san diego as much but certainly to some extent certainly here in the sacramento area but how bad how bad does things have to get before 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 the sheep revolt. <laughs> yeah, before the sheep revolt, exactly. Before the sheep revolt. Before people start to, to look again and see how much of our freedom and our liberties are being undermined by by by, by these leftist governments. Well, how here's, bad? How bad? Here's a sad thing, Leon. They don't care about freedom. So you're going to have to figure out what they do care about that their party is screwing up and talk to them about that. And, and apparently they don't care about poop in the streets. They don't care about people sleeping in front of doorways outside. They don't care about their downtown smelling like pee. And they don't care about their Walgreens all having to leave because they're literally just having the shelves cleaned off of them, you know, uh, in complete lawlessness. I just Well, you know what they do care about, though, Jason? Their property values. They have proven time and time again that their property values trump every other of their values they will they will throw poor people under the bus to protect their property values and so you know as sad as it is that may be the place where we have to look 
Well, you know, uh, talking about values as well, uh, you know, one of the people running against him was Larry Elder. And Larry Elder is kind of an interesting candidate. He was a uh, talk show host and he gained a lot of attention <coughs> among those uh, who were running against Newsom uh, in the recall. And uh, it, one of the things for libertarians is even though he was running as a Republican, he self-described himself as a libertarian. So, yes, yeah. uh, you know, so that's uh, certainly a positive thing to see out there, uh, you know, more people who who certainly are associating themselves with libertarians as they run. Uh, but it, Larry El Elder uh, is a black man, and he was literally assaulted on the uh, campaign trail by a woman who, I, I assume she was a Newsom reporter, and she wore a gorilla mask, and she threw was throwing eggs at him. Um, and one of his security people came up to try and stop her, and she assaulted him. She, she actually physically hit him. Uh, and another one of the goons who was with her, uh, you know, maybe one of these Antifa creeps, I don't know. Uh, he, he literally came up and was getting in the face of the security guard as well. I, you know, I mean, I, I thought that, you know, do, do the vote blue no matter who crap? Do they have any values? I, I, I'm not sure. I, uh, you know, I, some, some of them are condemning this, but it's not making a lot of the news. A lot of them aren't reporting on this. And I thought this was one of their values that, uh, you know, that they thought this would be horrific for somebody to attack um, a successful black man who is running for office to represent, to serve the people of California. And she's literally being assaulted by a white woman in a gorilla mask who's throwing eggs at him. I don't know. What do you guys you know, think? You know, I don't know if you remember a few a few weeks ago, um, might have been two, two or three weeks ago, the Los Angeles Times had a headline that says, Larry Elder, right, is the black face of white supremacy. I mean, it may sound like a ridiculous joke, but that was in the Los Angeles Times. Here we have a woman in a gorilla suit. And you know, throughout history, we was always, they always love to talk about using the sign of a monkey or an ape against black people is always a sign of racism and it's always been condemned on the left. And we always hear about this great condemnation. Here we have now a white woman wearing a gorilla suit attacking Larry Elder, a black man, and nobody cares. Few people care. Why? Because Larry Elder is on the right. Because black people is not supposed to be on the right, you know. We can't think for ourselves. Because these people like that woman, they are the people who are going to tell us how to think and how to vote. So that is why these people could get away with this thing. They could assault a black man as long as he's on the, as long as he's on the right. But if he's on the left, and if Larry Ella was somebody on the left, and this was done, we will not hear the end of it. We'll be hearing about the history of racism in America. We'll be hearing about slavery. We'll be hearing about, oh, we need a conversation about these things. When will we get over this history of slavery in America? We'll be hearing all those things. All these people whining about this damn nonsense. But you know what? As long as it's a black man on the right, we don't have to care. He could be assaulted and assaulted by a white person in a gorilla suit. That's fine. It does not matter as long as he's on the right. This is the hypocrisy that we are living with in all times. Yeah, well, and as Jason's point was, do they actually have, do they actually believe in what they say? You know, when they talk about, do they actually, are they actually anti-racist? It doesn't appear so. 
it, does, it appears they're actually perfectly fine with racism as long as they agree with it. Yeah. Wait, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I'm following your point, James. Say again. I'm sorry. I'm well, sorry. The, the, the left, the anti-racists like to say they're anti-racist. But if they're not going to point this out just as strongly as any other racist attack, then are they really anti-racist? Sure. Right. So you. they're not anti-racist. They're perfectly ha They're perfectly fine with racism as long as they agree with the racism. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yes. yes. Which is, of course, is the fundamental problem with racism, right? It's all okay as long as I agree with it. Sure. But That's it true. always has. It's always wrong under all conditions, under all circumstances. Period. End of discussion. Right. I'm. I'm good with that. I hear a point. I hear a point. Yes. Well, you know, and, and one of the, uh, the topics, too, and Larry Elder uh, talked about this near the end of the campaign, but is this rampant homelessness and crime as well? And, uh, you know, just to highlight that, uh, former Democrat Senator Barbara Boxer was literally mugged uh, in Oakland recently. Um, you know, so she's a uh, rather elderly woman. I think she's probably in her 60s or 70s. At no, least. she's uh, she's 80. She's 80. 80. Years old. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess I, I just paid her a compliment. <laughs> 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 but but she uh, yeah, yeah, she was uh, literally uh, some some uh, people. They pulled up uh, while she was on her phone and they pushed her, grabbed her phone and took off. And, uh, you know, she was a little bit shaken and upset. But you know, I, she's not condemning apparently any of the policies that led to this, no, which is not. just horrific. I mean, I've been down to that area near uh, Jack London Square. I'm not sure if that's exactly where it happened, but I re I recall um, I don't know about seven eight years ago I uh, walked from an area under the freeway to Jack London Square, and I mean there was just endless tents down there. I, yes. So I'm not sure if they're still in that area, but I know they certainly have. This homelessness problem under many of the freeway uh, underpasses there it's just uh you know uh, pretty terrible but sort of highlights all this uh, you guys have any any insights on that sometime sometime ago i well i go down to san francisco quite often for um for my eye doctor appointment and one one um i had a late appointment and i i took the um the bat out of the bat out of out of san francisco and I dropped off somewhere in Oakland. I, of course, I'm not from very much familiar with the place, but I decided to walk to the train station in, in Jack London. And to be honest, I had to walk through that area. It was a scary, really scary moment. I mean, nothing happened to me, obviously. I'm still here and I'm fine. But it was really scary. I mean, the amount of homeless people I passed by, the amount of people who look like dung out creeps I had to pass by to get to the the train station as, as, and there's an Amtrak station there. So I am not I'm not surprised that something like this happened in that general area. Uh, but the thing about this particular one is that it happened in broad daylight. I think it happened like 1 30 in the afternoon if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And um but the point is though California is uh, have instituted some policies that are allowing these things to happen. You spoke about the Walgreens situation where people are just walking or or, in, or or into any retail store nowadays, and they're walking out with goods with the goods of the store without paying for them. I mean, as long as they're below one thousand dollars, it's good. It's okay. So they have all kind of policies, all this quote unquote bail reform, all these sort of you know these new policies about what we're going to call a crime and not a crime and how we're going to prosecute crime and all this sort of things. 
is all of these policies are building on each other and leading to things like this, that this thing will happen to, um, to Barbara Boxer in broad daylight. And you know the thing about it that is more disgusting about it? Barbara Boxer will not condemn the policies that led to this, okay? She will say, oh God, I'm a grandma. Oh, why is this happening to me? Blah, 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 and all this kind of nonsense. Look at the policies that led to this. That is the issue. And, and the broken schools, as you mentioned earlier as well, that are just a right. pipeline to this. Exactly, exactly. And, and nobody, and these people who are in charge are not looking at what is causing, what is the root cause, or what are the root causes of these problems. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm sorry, Leon, I thought you had been done. Um, it's not just the broken schools. It's a broken culture, a broken community. Our, our communities are, are fractured. We're so we're so divided, as you know, and it's deliberately divided. Our politicians have deliberately divided us so they can win. That now we have we can't even solve simple problems on hey, what do we do with young people who are kind of out of control? We used to actually be able to kind of figure it out to a point, but crime is skyrocketing. The yes. respect for other people's property and persons are diminishing. I live at the edge of a pretty rough area of town. Just a couple of days ago, there was a shooting at a party of 10 blocks from my house, on my street, 10 blocks down, like not that far. Yes. And, you know, so in a sense, I'm kind of desensitized to these kinds of things, but yeah. which is sad. I shouldn't be. You shouldn't be desensitized to it. When you hear someone getting mugged, you should be horrified. And yes. instead of, eh, it happens. Yeah, and the, the, the same way you're being desensitized about seeing poop on the sidewalk, human yeah. poop. Yes. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's, sorry, sorry, go ahead, James. No, and we don't, and, and like, as we, we talk about, we don't actually solve the, we don't actually talk about the underlying issues. Why is, is homelessness so rampant? Well, it's a couple issues, right? You've got the, the drug addicts who've kind of destroyed their lives, and that's one set of homelessness. But you've got another set of homelessness is because they can't afford to live in the cities. And why are the cities so damn expensive? We never ask, why is it so expensive to live in the cities? We don't ask that. And then you got another group who's just become disconnected from their families and their friends, and they're disconnected from their social network, so they no longer have help. And so there's a couple groups of people we can easily help, but because we treat them all as one group, essentially we treat them all as the drug addict types, we don't solve any problems. And it... And, you know, because we refuse to have actual conversations, we want a virtue signal to our various um, uh, constituencies rather than actual sit down and say, hey, let's solve problems. And we don't solve problems. And, you know, it's, I just find the whole thing sad. It, it is. It is. But, but I mean, I don't want to go down the, the rabbit in the hole of homelessness. But as far I mean, I think the data shows where homelessness is concerned is one of three, 98% of the people on the streets uh, I want to fall into one of three things. It's either drugs, alcohol, or mental disease. I mean, these people could be helped. They, no doubt, they could be helped. But the, the, right now, the status quo right now is is, is to do nothing, I, I, I imagine. Because you go down downtown Sac Sacramento nowadays, I mean, the place smells like, just like Jason said, it smells like yeah. pit. I'm sorry, it really does. What, no, no, know? but there's a reason people fall into drug addiction and alcohol addiction and... And mental illness. That's no, those things don't happen by for uh, by accident. No, true. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And so these things are far more complicated. You know, you lose your house, you lose your access to your your social networks, and next thing you know, you start drinking to 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 you know reduce your pain for the day, and next thing you know, you've got mental illness. And so you've you know, 
it's just, it's awful. It's just an awful, sad thing. And we don't have the real discussions because it's hard. It's hard and it's upsetting and you end up crying because it's just so, you know, I can't have these discussions without tearing up. So I'm trying to hold, you know, <laughs> and it, it, is, it is very sad because I mean, we should be so much better. I mean, we're literally living in what should be one of the best places and times in the history of the world. Yeah. And the fact that these policies that are being pushed upon us, these, these big government policies that are leading to broken people all over the streets, it's just terrible. And by the way, too, before we jump into Knucklehead Noise Patrol real quick, I just wanted to give a pitch to a future show we're saying uh, we're going to have in a few weeks. Because if you are completely uh, upset about where California is going, um, we are going to have a discussion with one of the organizers of Project Free State uh, coming out uh, in a couple of weeks. And so that, uh, his name is Dennis Pratt, I believe. And so you'll hear a little bit about maybe one of those places that if you are fed up with California, uh, there's there's a place to go. It's uh, sort of the Galt's Gulch, I guess, <laughs> of our time. So, so anyways, but we'll talk to him and hopefully that'll, that'll lift your spirits a little bit. <laughs> uh, so uh, anyways, uh, it's time for our knucklehead noise. Sure, I don't have the sound effect today, but uh, uh, essentially this, this gets into sort of the crime problem and so these blue policies. Um, Representative Cory Bush, this was one we wanted to get to few about a month or two ago we just haven't had the time but uh uh she apparently um has been one of those big proponents of calling for defund the police that democrats now want to completely disassociate themselves with but 2020 that's what team blue was all about and so anyways i uh, uh, she had recently uh did a stunt on the steps of the capitol uh talking about her defund the police and she says uh um, I'm going to make sure, uh, oh, well, apparently she is paying for one of the scandals is she's paying for a lot of, uh, security right. for herself. Right, security, uh, yeah. Exactly. And so, uh, uh, anyway, so, uh, they asked her about this and said, uh, well, I'm going to make sure I have security. I know I have had attempts on my life and I've had too much work to do. There are too many people, uh, that need help right now for me to allow that. So if I end up spending $200,000 or if I wind up spending $10 more on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up. Uh, defunding the police has to happen. <laughs> we need to defund police and put that money into social safety. That's literally, she's saying, well, police for me, but not for thee. <laughs> what do you guys think about this? <laughs> you know, these these people are great, you know. They're really great. You know, she's so important. Her life, her life must be protected. She's so important. But the life of her constituents, no, it doesn't matter. You don't need the police to protect you. You don't need that. But because we are going to make sure that I am alive, I am safe, but then I'm going to give you all these social programs. I don't forget about the police. You don't need the police. We're going to take away the money from them. We're going to give you some new social programs and you, your life is going to be nice and wonderful. This is the kind of crap that is going on in Washington, DC, Washington, DC these days. The thinking of these people are not, uh, is like a mental disease. That you want to tell me your life is so important, but the life of a constituency is not? This is, this is unbelievable. And this woman is still a congresswoman? She should resign, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. Well, as what is it? All animals are equal, but some animals are created more equal than others. It's, I guess. I guess. You know, and it's that it's that thing. They put themselves on a different pedestal, and it it's, goes across. I was having a conversation online with a teacher, and 
she goes, well, you're not, I'm not your employee. You're teaching my children with my tax dollars. The damn hell you're not my employee. <laughs> the fact that you don't think you're my employee is the fundamental problem with our education system. Yes. yes. And so, you know, it, it is, it's just a frustrating thing. But uh, I have to do the editing, so I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, too, because you have Orwell and our education system. And unfortunately, that Orwell is one of those things that's not really being taught in school anymore. Uh, but that's a subject for another show because we're just about out of time here. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us for this one. And we hope to see you at the next one. Until then. Oh, and also, to uh, best wishes to Tim Everett, our Screaming Eagle. He's uh, got some health issues, uh, but uh, uh, we hope to have him back pretty soon. So, uh, but uh, yeah, stay free and we'll see you at the next one. See you next time. Get well, Tim. Thank you for watching the Knuckleheads of Liberty. Listen each week in Sacramento on Comcast Channel 17 for Knuckleheads of Liberty on Monday at 5.30 p.m.